How do you make business problems disappear? Wrap them in bacon. For business owners, marketing execs, and anyone trying to grow your business, pump your profits, and make more while doing less, welcome to Bacon Wrapped Business with Brad Costanzo. Sizzling hot business advice guaranteed to make you fat. Profits? Every week our chefs will serve you proven recipes for ramping up your revenue. Now here's your host, Brad Costanzo. Hey there, welcome back to Bacon Wrap Business. I am Brad Costanzo, and I'm really happy for you guys to be joining me. You know, the um, some of the feedback that I've been getting from the last recent episodes have been really great. Um, I really appreciate you guys reaching out, asking questions, and getting involved. It makes my life a lot easier to come up with topics for you guys. And one of the other things that I really want to thank you for the, the response has been, you know, just terrific when... Recently, I asked uh, you to go to baconwrapbusiness.com forward slash who are you and tell me a little bit more about yourself. You know, I've kind of been called every once in a while the, the guy with the golden Rolodex. I know a lot of people and uh, I'm pretty resourceful. I've got a lot of contacts, but I'm always looking for more. I'm always looking for the types of people that either offer services, value in any different type of venue, whether it's business, marketing, financial, legal, you name it, it really helps for me to have an, uh, a network of people that I can contact and jump in and uh, and utilize the resources. So I had this bright idea the other day to ask my listeners and say, why don't you tell me a little bit more about yourself? So I set up a little, uh, not a long survey, but just a little questionnaire on baconratbusiness.com forward slash who are you for you to fill out a little bit more information about, well, who you are and what you do. Do you work with clients and what are you great at and what are you looking to find more of? Because oftentimes I go to masterminds. I've got one tomorrow night, for instance, and I talk to people all the time and I've got a guest that I'm going to bring on here in just a second and I'll probably ask her, uh, who are you looking to meet? What resources are you looking for? And if I don't have anybody off the tip of my tongue, oftentimes I can go into my little Rolodex and grab somebody maybe like yourself. So if you are interested in being part of this uh, Rolodex of mine, just simply head on over to baconwrapbusiness.com forward slash who are you and we'll get going. So I want to thank everybody who's been doing that, all of the listeners. It's been really fun to go through and see the types of people and types of services that folks offer were on the list. Now, without any further ado, I want to introduce a friend of mine who is joining us on the show today. And her name is Esther Kiss. And Esther is the producer and the host of a very popular podcast called Born to Influence, the marketing show, where she interviews highly successful entrepreneurs, where uh, she brings on New York Times bestselling authors and other thought leaders like yours truly. I was featured on it uh, months ago. And she's interviewed such a, uh, lofty figures as Gary Vaynerchuk, Perry Marshall, Joe Polizzi, Jay Byer, and uh, obviously me. So when working with clients through her publicity agency, which is unlike other publicity agencies you've seen, she helps experts, coaches, consultants, authors, speakers, and marketers get exposure for an extended period of time by placing them on the right media outlets. You know, if, if you've been trying to market online, offline, anywhere, you'll probably gotten that frustration with seeing how many places you can go and not sure where you should go. Well, this is one of her specialties. Now, these interviews in, you know, go on podcasts, they go on radio shows, webinars, and other presentations for telesummits, mastermind groups, etc. 
Now, to help her get leads for her clients and sales for their product, service, or book launch, she introduces them to A players, such as the guests of Born to Influence, for cross-promotion and long-term collaboration. And that's exactly what I do here at Bacon Wrap Business. And that's why I'm really fortunate to have Esther on the call today, because in a lot of ways, we're kind of cut from the same cloth, and we, we handle a lot of stuff very similar when it comes to working with our guests, trying to provide value and connect the dots to provide more value for everybody. Esther, thank you for joining me today. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's a fun. So it's been a little while since I've been on your show and I was really excited to be able to come back, return the favor and, um, you know, put you on the spot and, you know, dig into your past and present and future and, you know, <laughs> what's going on because I, you know, we're, we're in various online message boards and mastermind groups and we, talk online, you know, quite a bit. And I see you doing some really remarkable things for some people. But why don't you give folks a little bit of a, of a big picture overview? I mean, I, I may have done a pretty decent job in the, uh, in the intro, giving people lovely a job. <laughs> Thank you. But, um, you know, what's, what's your story? Who is Esther Kiss? Yeah, well, I'm originally from Hungary, and I lived in six other countries before moving over here. I'm in California now, lived in LA for the last seven years, and then I moved out to the Palm Desert area, Palm Springs area. So I'm literally in the desert out of nowhere, which is, I love that because, you know, I get to work from home, and so I don't really have to travel at all. But um, to, to answer a little bit your question, I've been in marketing since my early 20s, and that was a, a consistent path that I followed until about seven years ago when I moved to LA because I had this really good idea that I was going to be an actor. And so I moved here, I went to a conservatory, I finished it, got my degree, um, and I did a few independent films that nobody's ever heard of. <laughs> but it was a very lovely experience. And to be able to support myself, I was doing day trading during the early morning because LA is three hours behind New York. So I would get up really early, do my research, and then start trading in the morning and then go to school or go to auditions. And that was all very well, all the way until the recession hit. And, and then it was, I took a really big loss. So I was like, okay, what am I going to do now? Let's go back to my um, roots, which is marketing. And I started coaching people, entrepreneurs, on their marketing strategies. And in 2013, with a friend of mine, we launched a show, Born to Influence. And um, every single time when I would have these fantastic people that would come to be guests on the show, the really high-level A players, they, they would always have something that they wanted to promote, whether it's a book that they have or an info product they're launching or some kind of a physical product. And so I would always ask after we stopped the recording button that, hey, by the way, would you like, you now that you're promoting this uh, product, would you like to be on other shows as well? And they would always say yes. So I would introduce them to other podcasters, other people that I knew in the business, and they just got placed in the media. And at some point, it dawned on me that, well, this is a business in and of itself. So it shifted from marketing to PR about a couple of years ago. Yeah, it, I, I've been able to witness that shift and it's been, uh, it's been great to see. And I know PR in general is somewhat of a misunderstood field of marketing because, you know, PR, if you just say in the, the, the acronym, it could be, what is this, a press release? Is it public relations? <laughs> public relations, right? Exactly. Is it publicity relations? Is it, what is that? So, and I'm very familiar with some of the other aspects, some of the areas I'm, I'm not, uh, you know, as versed in, but let's talk about your version of PR. Cause I know you have kind of a one of a kind, uh, publicity agency. So let's dig a little bit deeper on what makes you different, how, and, and some of the strategies and tactics that you use to bring not only yourself, but your clients publicity. 
Mm -hmm. So really, it, we need to look at what you consider media because PR, public relations, is, is about being in front of the right target audience, being in the right kind of media. And uh, my focus is online media. So it's a podcast, it's telesummits, it's presentations for JV webinars, for private groups, for masterminds, things like that. And the reason for that is because when you look at traditional media, like let's say you want to go on TV and you get invited as an expert to comment on something. It's fantastic for branding because you get to put those logos on your website and it's great for making a good first impression when somebody's coming to to think about really working with you. But um, because those big outlets are serving a major kind of mass market, your message has to be dumbed down. It's very, very brief, and it has to be something that's suitable for a mass market audience. So if you are, for example, a professional that is providing marketing services or some kind of very specific niche type of business, going on for two minutes on TV or being published in a big magazine is not going to do much for you other than building your credibility. For that, it's fantastic. But to consistently go only after those big brand names is not going to really help your business in terms of getting leads and sales. Now, on the other side of the coin, if you go after outlets that are maybe smaller in reach, but they're much, much more targeted, and you get to be in front of the right target audience for an extended period of time, 30 minutes, 60 minutes, 90 minutes, depending on the outlet, you really get to educate your market and explain to them your methodology, your process, why is it what you have to offer, why is it the way it is, so that through your educational marketing, you're able to actually bring people into your world, and most of the time, you can make an offer. Um, if it's a, a podcast interview, most of the time, of course, it would be a free offer, so you get to build your list. If it's webinars or uh, presentations for masterminds, then it can be a paid offer, so then you get to make offers for actual uh, products and services directly right away. So in this way, you're able to actually monetize your PR efforts almost immediately. And then the other thing that I love to do is connecting people with the right people, with the right cross-promotion partners. So uh, this is part of the process that I take my clients through. So for example, uh, one of my clients, Ryan Levesque, the author of Ask, he um, went on, I think we got him on 50 or 60 shows in the last few months. And uh, what I did every time after that person said, yes, I would like to interview him, I would go back and say, that, hey, by the way, he has also this program. How would you like to become an affiliate? So we're building also his affiliate base who then can help sell his, uh, his product after the interview. So it works really as a, as a two-pronged approach that just helps immensely with getting more leads and sales. Yeah, that's great. So, and, and I love how you used both of that, like, as far as uh, get them on the show, but then also get them to be an affiliate. I mean, a lot of in a lot of the podcasters, a lot of other people out there, depending on their level of sophistication, they may have a lot of listeners, but they don't really know how to monetize it. And they oftentimes don't think to ask, well, do you have an affiliate program? It just kind of doesn't come to the tip of their tongue. So that's great that you were proactive in asking. <laughs> I mean, that is the name of Ryan's book too, right? So, um, <laughs> but, uh, cause you never really know until you get that. And I like the fact that you've got the background in both the, you know, the marketing side and understanding direct response, but also how that applies to publicity, et cetera. So would it be safe to say that one of the, although this is not the only thing you do, you, this this podcast world has been an area where you've carved out a pretty nice little niche for yourself as a specialty and something that you're really really good at, as opposed to the the other stuff that you're probably really good at as well. But 
I love working with podcasts because it's it's really so focused on the person that is coming on as a guest, and it's it's really a win 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 for everyone because they're so educational based most of the time. I'm I'm not talking about the comedy shows or something that is purely mm-hmm. entertainment based, but something that is for business services. It's just or even if you if you're a fitness person or something in the health industry, there are a lot of shows where you really get to be in front of the right target audience, but then talk to them in a way where you get to either share your story if it's a story based show or talk about your methodology and what you discovered and how it can help that audience and whether or not they want to immediately work with you that's that's a, another question but uh, at least you get to to bring them into your world and grow your list that way and so my role in that is bringing people together really just finding where the win-win-win is for the audience for the podcaster and for the person coming on as a guest it's it's fun nice so what do you think kind of gives you the edge with being able to set up podcast tours as i've you know heard you call them or to to help place somebody in these places like is it relationships you've got with other podcasters is it uh, any other strategies that you're particularly using definitely it's relationships because i've been doing the our show for over two years now and it's I'm very involved in the podcasting community, so I got to meet a lot of people who uh, are very friendly. It's it's not the kind of situation where, hey, can you please, please, please do me a favor? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's more like it's uh, oh, of course. So if you're suggesting somebody, I'll, I definitely want to take a look at them, and it doesn't mean that necessarily they will interview that person, but most of the time they actually do, and it is because I got to know them long enough to really only pitch the people who are really right for that particular show. Yeah, that's that's really a key. I, it's interesting. I interviewed um, an, an, a guest yesterday on the show. Now, it hasn't aired yet. So at the time of we're recording this, it hasn't aired. But one of the things that we talked about was exactly this. And it was um, we were talking about the, uh, you know, how to pitch podcasters, how to pitch other people to be on their show. So his specialty is actually pitching people to be on television. Mm-hmm. But he's also, you know, the, the topic of pitching for you know, podcasts came up as well. And, I, you know, I get pitched all the time. And some of them are great pitches and some of them are really, really bad because you can tell that this person needs somebody like Esther. Well, let's but, talk about that. Yeah. What, 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 if somebody wants to be on your show, what are your expectations? How should they go about it? So the best way is to really understand... Well, let me tell you what what you shouldn't do. You shouldn't make the pitch all about you because I don't give a crap about you, <laughs> honestly. Like I, and this is true for everybody. We care what's in it for us and our audience, and very much so. I mean, I may be unlike most podcasters who say I care about my audience first. I really don't. I care about me first. <laughs> anybody <laughs> anybody who says that the opposite is lying, but mm-hmm. I care about. Okay, would I want to sit down and have coffee with you and talk to you? Period. Because we're going to have to get on the phone for, you know, 20 minutes to an hour or whatever. Do, do I personally find you interesting? Do you have a message that I want to pull out of you? Because I'm not just going to go through and sit there and, and read a bunch of uh, preset questions. I don't have any preset questions for any of right. my guests. So the first thing is like, what I, is there anything I want to know from you? And then the second part of it is, um, is there anything my audience can value? from you and how specifically if you come on you know if, if somebody pitches me and says hey Brad uh, I am a I'm a marketing expert and I'd like to be on your show because I can show small business owners how to grow their business I you lost me with that because it's it's not specific enough right mm-hmm. and it's why don't you tell me hey Brad I'm a marketing expert uh who specializes in this and 
I, the secret to my success is that I teach people how to do step one, two, and three. Like get, get something specific. Give me something meaty to kind of hook onto. Uh, so this is just one part of it, right? This is like the, if you're telling me about you, tell me about you as it applies either to me. The other things that can be done that I hate is I hate templated emails with absolutely no, uh, personalization. In them. So if you don't, like, if you mention one of my other shows, even if you didn't listen to my episode with Ryan Levesque or, or somebody else, um, pretend you did because I'm not going to double check. I'm not going to quiz <laughs> you on it. Hey, Brad, I love that, you know, that podcast you did, yeah, you did with Stephen Key. I'm like, oh, cool. So you probably listened to it. At least I know you took one second out of your day to customize mm-hmm. the email template, right? And then, Maybe just make something a little bit conversational to where if I think you copied and pasted it, the only reason that I would say yes to somebody who copied and pasted it is if if all of a sudden this person is somebody I already knew and they're really high profile or you send me the link to their information and I see that like, oh crap, this I don't know who this person is, but they're huge. And if they're marginal, then you... You know, which most people are marginal. That's you know, average. Is yeah. <laughs> there's a reason it's average. Um, that doesn't mean that like I won't or that you can't get booked. But you just have to dial in your message and what's in it for me, the guest host, a little bit better. As yeah. well, you know, as well as this is another thing that gets glossed over quite a bit. So you know this as much as anybody. Podcasters, especially podcasters who are not uber successful. You know the. Uh, Tim Ferriss of the world, James Altucher, people like this, uh, who just have tons and tons, of, hundreds of thousands, millions of downloads. Everybody else, the, the number one thing a podcaster wants is publicity for their own podcast, right? Mm. So if you indicate something about your following or your list, but more importantly, that be proactive. Don't say, and I'm, I'm willing to, whatever, say, and by the way, I plan on promoting this episode to my followers, to my to my 100,000 Facebook fans, to whatever. And you don't have to have 100,000 Facebook fans, but just tell me you plan on promoting this and Mm -hmm. telling your followers and your list about it because you're really, because you would be really proud to be on my show and you'll let people know. That's a little bit of flattery, but it also tells me, Hey, this person's going to, going to help me promote my show. So yeah, little it shows like, that you have business savvy. You know yeah. that what is in it for the other person in a way that is not cheesy, but it really shows that you're actually looking to support them as well. Bingo. Another thing you do, which I really like, and uh, and, and I have done in order to get on other shows, whatever, is you know people like yourself, a person of influence, a connector, etc. If you let me know, hey, by the way, Brad, uh, yeah, I'd love to be on your show because X, Y, and Z, and I, I plan on promoting it. By the way, at the end of the interview, if there's anybody else that I can int- introduce you to in my network, such as, and if you've got somebody impressive who's a friend of yours or another podcast that you've been on, if you tell me you've been on the Tim Ferriss show, and by the way, if you're interested in meeting Tim Ferriss, doesn't have to be that big, but. I'm willing to make an introduction to the other people that I like. Tell me the stuff you're going to do for me, mm. and that will get you on bacon wrap business. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, if you're listening to this, folks, I've just given you several good tips. But, <laughs> but uh, it, it's interesting because this topic kind of came up yesterday, and um, I think it's an important topic. And it's it's not just for about my show, but anybody's show. And as you, I don't know if you got any good tips out of there for what you're doing, but. Uh, I know it's always a, it's always nice when somebody gets it. 
Yeah, absolutely. And you know, when you were talking about numbers, it reminded me also when we first launched the show. So when I was looking for guests uh, for Born to Influence, we reached out to some really big names, Gary Vaynerchuk, Alan Weiss, people who who really are, you know, they're very, very busy, legitimately, they're not going to go and waste their time on little shows unless there is something in it for them. And we reached out to them before we launched a show. So there were no numbers. I couldn't show that, hey, I have this kind of following or something like that. But we did get a few yeses from other people who already said that, yes, I'll, I'll be happy to be on the show and I'll promote it. And so based on those following number, follower numbers and list numbers that they were able to share with us, we were able to present the pitch, which was kind of a reverse pitch to some of those bigger names that, hey, by the way, uh, even though the show hasn't launched yet, these people already kindly offered that they will promote the show. So we are looking to get the word out initially to this number of people. So you said that some of these bigger people, the way you got them to agree was how? Yeah, that's exactly how. So I, I told them exactly what kind of reach it would mean for them, even though they were there was no way for them to check because the show hasn't launched yet at that point because we were doing the pre-recording ahead of time. But I, I literally, I wrote to Gary uh, V and to Alan Weiss and I told them, among other things, this was one of the, the selling points that, by the way, uh, we are looking to get the word out initially to X amount of people. I think oh. it was like 250,000 or something like that, because that was legitimately how many people already said that they would promote it to their list. And See, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Yeah, yeah and, and it worked. <laughs> yeah, and it's, and it's amazing what you can do with the right positioning and languaging, yeah. because you could even say... And this is a little secret that I've done in the past. Actually, not even for my podcast. I haven't had to do this as much, but I've done this for other projects where um, I've invited certain really big players to be interviewed for something else. And um, I didn't know if I was going to get them. But then when I was inviting the B-level players who are still really big, when I say A-level, I mean biggest of the big. Um, and then the B, the way I phrase it is like I've also invited a, like A, B, and C to be on the show as well, blah, blah, blah. Well, simply by saying things like, I've also invited them, mm -hmm. it kind of gets past that frontal cortex of somebody's <laughs> brain, and they're like, oh, well, okay. Because like, yeah. to them, invited and accepted kind of mean the same thing in a lot of ways. And you'd be surprised with a little bit of, ver you know, verbal ninjutsu you know what you can get out of people yeah totally <laughs> i love that that's great so um so tell me about one of the more effective things that you have done one of the things that's going to make my listeners and me go wow that was bacon wrapped i mean tell me about a big win that was a big win what you just said about how you kind of launched from from zero tell me about another big win that maybe you've gotten for one of your clients that sure well we talked a little bit earlier about uh ryan levesque and his book ask became number one on the la times bestseller list and then also um sold out on amazon in all books he was number one in in the category of books in general yeah, on Amazon, so not just a sub subcategory, and literally it sold out on launch day. So it was really, really cool to see that. And I do want to say that uh, how it translates to sales as well, because he has a mastermind that you're you and I are both part of, and that doubled. It had 540 members in the beginning when we started working together, and now it's over a thousand. And these are people who are paying, you know, whatever, $100 a month recurring. So for him, it's a really nice stream of revenue. And the way it became possible to do this is not just through PR and not just through marketing, but combining the two together. So for example, for Ryan, what we did is for every single show that he was on, if 
the interview aired before the book launched, he would give away 50 physical copies of his book free of charge, not even uh, paying shipping and handling. And then for uh, if the interview aired after the book launched, then he would still give away the fee- free book, but just you would have to pay for the shipping. And so in that way, he got so many pre-orders that by the time the book actually launched, it was he was very well positioned to get that uh, bestseller status both in the LA Times and, and even in a Publishers Weekly. He was number seven, uh, wow. including fiction, which is really, you know, it's a national big deal. So you're saying, so you're saying if he did before the launch, if he had been on my show, and I actually interviewed him way before the book came out. Yeah. But, um, it, had he been on my show and the launch was set for like two months and the show just comes out now, but one of the offers he would make to the listeners was, yeah, if you want this, like the pre-order, I'll give it to you totally free of charge. Yes. And it was a physical book, not just a PDF version? Correct, yeah. That's great. So that's obvious that that's not in the budget of everybody to do, you know, to pay out for that many books. But but if if that's something that is a real big goal of yours to have, to have a national bestseller, you know, it's part of part of the budget that you're doing. For other people, similar strategies that work is just doing the free book with the charging for the shipping and handling. Yeah. And that works just as well. Even, yeah. And even giving sometimes away just the PDF. You can say, oh, look, or I'll give you the book. Chapter. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. They both work tremendously well. That is awesome. So what are you, what are you working on? Uh, what's kind of the next thing right now? Is it scaling up? Is it finding new clients that you can, that you can, uh, do publicity and do things like this for? It is. It, it very much is. And then also the, the other thing that I really became passionate about is doing a little bit more video work, content marketing, because I've done a lot of interviews with guests where they get to share their knowledge. But now that I'm able to also, based on the experience of some of the successes that we have with clients, I, I'm really happy with sharing these strategies of what works for other people for PR, for those who are trying to do it themselves or who are thinking about hiring a publicist because there is just so many misunderstandings around it. So um, I don't know if you remember, a, a few days ago we had a conversation in Facebook in one of the groups that we are in where somebody mentioned that, oh, I thought that PR is for people who <laughs> don't know about direct response. Yeah. And, it's it's a really legitimate question because we are so conditioned that you have to measure your click-through rates and you have to do the exact following and tracking everything so you know exactly how it turns into money and, and all that stuff. So there are a couple of things that, that you can do. Well, one is if you're going after publicity as a traffic strategy, you'll really set yourself up for disappointment because that's not the role of PR. Even if you were to go on Oprah or whatever, like a really, really big show, you will see a spike of traffic to your website, but that doesn't immediately turn into leads and sales. So what you want to do is think of these interviews and articles and any kind of media appearance that you have is think of it as an asset that then you have then you have for the rest of your marketing. You can use it integrated with everything else that you're doing. So for example, if you have webinars and you have an email sequence that goes out between the time the person registers and the actual webinar happens or in the follow-up sequence, you can send them the interview so that they're better prepared for the type of knowledge that you're going to impart on them. Um, you can... Um, get it transcribed if it's a, let's say if it was a video you can get it uh, into an audio then get it transcribed make it into an article then cut up that article make it into little social media snippets use things like snipply which is s-n-i-p dot l-y snipply and if you share through that even if it's somebody else's website let's say you share uh 
you were on Entrepreneur Fire, which is a really big show. It gets over a million downloads a month, right? So if you were to go on that show, and after that you want to share it on your Facebook, you might share it through Snipply because then you can share the link of that show. So the, you capitalize on the relationship that John Johnny Dumas, the host of Entrepreneur on Fire, has with his audience and the brand recognition. But then as people click through, because you shared it through Snipply, there will be a little pop-up that follows them where you can customize your own message. And hey, by the way, in this interview, we talked about such and such. I offer this cheat sheet or this video series. Come on over, get it here or whatever message you want to put there. Yeah, I, you know, I've got Snipply. I've got an account and I almost never use it. I really oh. need to get back into it. Do you really like it? I love it. It's really, really that, fun. Yeah, that's awesome. I've got, to, I've got to start using that for sure. And and then really start running ads to it. And this is something I learned from a lady, um, Kim Wash Phillips. She does the social media marketing for Dan Kennedy. And she taught me that she actually shares her podcast interviews and other media appearances and on Facebook and stuff. And then also runs ads to it, to that other person's site. So then, this is when she is when she is being interviewed. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, one one person who had a lot of success with that, Tommy Powers. I don't know if you know Tommy. He is a YouTube advertising expert. Yeah. Yeah. I, I heard his interview on your show actually. Cool. Yeah. So it was a really popular interview, and it was a really popular topic. And Tommy was smart enough to run his own ads to my show, and all of, and he did it with here. This was awesome, by the way. He ran his ads to my show, even though. The, the link to buy his product on my page was my affiliate link. Mm -hmm. So this was extra cool of him. He didn't have to do this. He could have easily just taken the audio and run ads to it, whatever, ask, you know, whatever. But he, um, he ran hit Facebook ads to, and YouTube ads probably to, to the, to my show where when people purchased, I made half of everything. So I was making money out of nowhere and this was great. Because yeah. I had spikes, like even after the spike of the initial thing comes out, the way podcasts work, you know, you get your, right when it comes out, you get your biggest spike of traffic to that episode, and yes. then it starts to die down. But as it died down, my, um, my, uh, my revenue from him, my, every time I got a notification was going up, and I didn't even know he was doing this until somebody else said that Tommy is running ads to your show, to yeah. your episode. I was like, yeah, that's great. I wish everybody would run ads to uh, their episode on mine. Exactly. But but that's the thing, though, that it, it just sounds like a, a really fun thing and a nice thing to do for another person like a podcaster, but it also helps his business because it's showing him in the light of being a credible expert, being interviewed somewhere. And imagine if you put yourself in the shoes of one of your followers or somebody on your email list and they constantly see that this person is being interviewed here and then on that show and being quoted in this article and it's just constantly being in the media and then you get to share that with them in a non-annoying way. It makes a difference, for the, especially for those who are on the fence. Because then they're like, oh, well, maybe I really should think about this. And they're so much more likely to buy. Yeah, that's too funny. I really should be doing that on my own. Uh, like whenever I get interviewed, it's just like it's, it's so easy to just set up a quick Facebook ad that showing you know, whoops, that Brad Costanza was interviewed over here on Born Influence, uh, whatever. By the way, do you remember one of the things that I did when I was... I do. I was going to say, you did a video press release when you were on our show. Yes. So I don't do this for everybody, but I do. I did this for you. So um, my, uh, my close friend, Rob Burns, I don't know if you know Rob. Yes. But he owns uh, PRReach.com. And PR Reach is, I believe, the only or one of the only. It was definitely the first video news release service out there. So you could get on there and do a, um, uh, you know, a traditional press release. It does go out to the press, goes out to 
you know, the internet machine, and it goes out all over, but it, they also, every press release that is written, they have a, a really high-quality video news anchor get on there and read the press release, so it, it looks even higher quality. So I did that not only for me, but to kind of impress you as well, because it, it, it drives traffic and, and publicity to Born to Influence, but it also makes me look extra cool. Now, I could have been doubly cool, doubly bacon-wrapped, if I would have run some ads to that press release, but if, well, now you know <laughs> exactly. If anybody wants to go check out PR Reach, I definitely uh, recommend it. I've been a I've been a customer and a close friend of the owner Rob for a while. Rob's supposed to be on the show, but we're such good friends, we keep on putting off the when I'm going to interview him. It's like oh, oh we're going to go get beers. We're going to go have beers tonight. Like oh, when are we going to do this interview? <laughs> so I'll, I'll throw it my bone so on the show. Nice. You know when I met him, I met him. Gosh, like three months ago, something like that, oh, okay, cool. in San Diego. And then the next day, he drove out actually to the desert just to have lunch so that we can talk business. He's oh, that's awesome. such a nice person. Yeah, Rob's one of my favorite people. I just won't. I don't want to admit it in public. And now he's going to hear this episode. And now he's <laughs> he's going to want to give me a hug when he sees me. Rob, Aww. love you, buddy. <laughs> so, um, so that's really cool. I like I like what you're talking about. So here's now we're at the time where I'd like to ask you just a handful of quick fire questions that I didn't. I do not plan all these. I just kind of come up with them as I'm talking. But sure. So, what is your? You, you mentioned Snipply, but I was going to say, do you have any other favorite apps or programs that you typically like to use? I love. Everybody knows me as like Mr. Cool Tool of the Day because I'm always. Like show and tell, ah, oh, check out this new app, check out this program mm-hmm. I'm using. Is there anything else besides Snipply that you really like? Yeah, Trello. I love, uh, I love Trello. Trello because I, I can't stand spreadsheets and sometimes I have to use them, but Trello is so much more visual and I can keep track of who I pitched to whom and, and where the status of that is and who was already booked on what show. It's really, really cool. Nice. And it's kind of like post-its, moving post-its on, on uh-huh. your walls. <laughs> it's really cool. Yeah, let me let me back up back into your stuff because I, I just kind of had a thought. Um. Are there any particular types of categories, podcast categories, we'll stick with podcasts, where you really specialize or don't specialize? Like, I mean, I know business, marketing, stuff like that. You're, you're really tied in, et cetera, to all that. Is there anything, are there any other areas you do, like personal development, health? Yeah, the health and fitness niches. I've been getting a lot of requests for those type of placements as well recently. Uh, for people who, like one of my clients, Ed O'Keefe, he is the founder of Inspired Wear, which mm-hmm. is a new clothing line. And so now that he's ready to promote that, we are also looking at fitness shows as well as personal development shows because it's really good for that kind of target market to have simple tank tops and, and you know, t-shirts and things like that, but that have inspirational messages on them. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, cool. So, Trello. I'm a big fan of that as well. Favorite book that you've read recently? Oh, Ask. It would have to be Ask. Oh, you can't say Ask. No, we've got monetary Well, okay. Let, let me just look at my bookshelf because you put recently. So, Well, if I said your favorite book, that's like, I, I hate it when people ask that because I read like uh, several books a month. So I'm yeah. like, shoot, I don't know. Totally. Well, I really like this book called Selling the Invisible. I love that book. I read that years ago. It's so good. It's all about how to make the intangible part of your offer, which in service, in the case of services, it's very much all about the intangible. You have to make it somehow attractive. And it's not just about your credibility and, and putting on a good show when you're having a sales call, but really make it so that the person wants it. Yeah, you're right. So who is your, who's, who's somebody that you would consider kind of a inspirational, like a hero, but you haven't met them? Oh, um, 
Hmm. <laughs> I was, I was going to say uh, Jeff Moore, but he's a friend of mine, so that doesn't. Yep. <laughs> no, they gotta be, it's got to be somebody you would love to meet, love to sit down and have dinner with, a coffee with, and tell them how much they've inspired you, uh, business, personal, etc. But you just haven't, you just don't know them yet. Yeah, uh, it would have to be probably James Altucher, although I did interview him, but I haven't met him in person yet, and he would be somebody definitely I would love to meet. Okay, anybody else that you haven't, uh, that you actually have never come in contact with? Um, Tim Ferriss. Yeah, oh, and you cool. know who? Ramit Sethi. Yeah, nice. I'm a, I, I, Tim Ferriss, I'm still on a mission to meet Tim. I've not met Tim yet, but he's he and Neil Strauss are both responsible for my very first business and uh, my lifestyle as it is. So I, I, I do, I am friends with Neil Strauss, but um, Tim, I still have yet to meet, although I did pass mm. him in a hallway one time. I just love to shake his hand and thanks for the inspiration. <laughs> That's awesome though. Okay, cool. So w- tell me about the, the, the time, the biggest jump out of your comfort zone that you've ever taken. Oh, it, it would probably, it was the time when I moved to LA because before that I lived in you know in six other countries but they were all in Europe and so this was a huge different huge culture shock really and I didn't know anybody when I moved here like literally no one I have family on the east coast but that is kind of far too <laughs> so yeah that was it okay so tell me about a nut you're trying to crack in your business right now like some and when I say a nut you're trying to crack I'm not talking about well a, a goal you're trying to have like I want more clients or I want this is there anything in your in your business right now that you're either really challenged with and looking for a solution for uh, a person, like a resource for? Maybe you need to acquire a skill that you don't have. Is there anything like that? You're just like, hmm, okay, I need to figure this out or get this handled. Right. Um, definitely. And it, I think it's the educational part of the marketing. We talked about videos before that I'm working on right now is really preparing the person that comes to have a conversation with me to understand what they can expect. Because most people, when they think about PR, they, they think that they know what they want, but it's uh, it's based on very much misconceptions of like, oh, it's all about the traffic or it's all about the big brands and things like that. And they really need to understand where the value is and how you can maximize your uh, results and and that's a very different. It's a marketing mentality more than a PR mentality. So, if I could figure out a way to systematically have them get education in that before they ever come to talk to me, that'd be really cool. Okay, that's awesome. So, one of the last questions: uh, What keeps you up at night? Um, time zone differences. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, is there any? Is there a? Is there anything that when you go to, when you put your head to bed that you just kind of, you know, we all, we all have those things that they say that everybody battles a quiet, you know, battling a quiet battle of desperation. Like everybody has that one thing that they're just, they're, they're feeling. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking it's, it's really, it's about finding a way to better communicate. Okay. And I know it doesn't sound like it's a very no, tangible it thing at first, but it really is. It's like, how do you get that message so that people get it? I, I don't have to spend an hour explaining things <laughs> to them because, you know, think, they they should have that information before we talk. Well, I think you're doing a good job right now being on your own podcast tour and doing things like this because you're getting the message out and you're getting it out in a way that, you know, that through a conversation that people can, I think, really dial in on this. So if somebody's listening to this and they're like, Esther's awesome and Brad recommends her and I want to explore my options on how to um, get more publicity for my business or personal brand, etc. What is the best way that they can uh, get a hold of you or see what it's like to work with you? 
Well, you can reach out to me at my website. It's borntoinfluence.com or just email me at esther at borntoinfluence.com. And then also we talked about the assessment. Is yeah. that okay if I mention it here? No, please. Because it's, it's really with PR, it's, it's a matter of where you are at in your business. It doesn't necessarily work for everyone. So I created an assessment that addresses this question, how, how attractive are you at the current stage of where you're at in your business to the media and also how likely it is that it will actually work for you. So you can go to borntoinfluence.com forward slash assessment and answer a few questions. It's really fun. It's like a little quiz that you just say yes or no. And then based on your responses, you'll get some really, really good advice on what you can do to make it worthwhile. Cool. I love that. All right. Well, we are wrapping up. And Esther, I want to thank you for for being a guest on the show. And I want to thank every listener out there for paying close attention and understanding that the reason I do this is so that, you know, so that you can learn, so that I can learn. I learned a few new things, what Esther's doing uh, here that I didn't know, you know, before we chatted. So hopefully this has been very enlightening to you. Uh, as you noticed, and I mentioned this in the first part of the episode, I asked Esther, what resource is she looking for? What kind of nut is she trying to crack in her business? Uh, and the reason I asked that is a couple reasons. I may know somebody who can help her out. I may not. But if I don't, I'm counting on you, my listeners, to help me out. That's why I created, I, to my knowledge, I am the only podcaster out there who's done such an innovative thing, which is saying, tell me a lot about you. I'm not asking for your email. I'm asking for your email, what you do for a living, who you serve, what you're great at, what kind of customers and clients you're looking for. And I will read every single one of these and and I will categorize them. If I really like what you do, put your website on there and I will go explore that. I am always looking to increase my re my Rolodex of resources because some people, you know, oftentimes they ask me, Hey, I need somebody to do web design for me. I need somebody to manage the tech. Mm. I need a copywriter. I need a, um, I need a lawyer. I need a CPA. I need something like that. I need somebody who's really good at doing telephone sales. Go to baconwrapbusiness.com forward slash who are you? And this is like my own little personal, not a job board, but it's people that I can reach out to. And if, and if I know that you're on there, that means that you are, the only way you got on there is you're listening to this show. And that immediately means you're cool in my book, right? <laughs> so go there, fill out the information. The other thing you can do is if you like this show, review it on iTunes, hit that subscribe button so you don't miss an episode and subscribe to my newsletter, but also talk about it, share it on social media and let folks know that this is the best show that you've uh, ever listened to in your entire life and that you would probably wither up and die without it. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> right? So, um, Esther, thank you very much. I really appreciate uh, you taking the time to be on the show and I encourage everybody to, to go to borninfluence.com and check it out. Thank you. Thank you.